Oh, good afternoon. Last Sunday, we talked in James chapter one about overcoming trials with joy. And, uh, and James begins, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. One of the things we didn't get a chance to talk to, though, is one of the trials that James tells us that can test our faith or really need to seek wisdom for God has to do with finances. And so he says in verse 9, let the brother in humble circumstances boast in his exaltation and let the rich boast in his humiliation because he will pass away like a flower of the field. Now, on the one hand, that sounds kind of random, like all of a sudden he's talking about finances. Well, no, it's a really good application for a trial that we all experience. Rich, rich people experience trials, poor people experience trials. And then he sounds really counterintuitive because he says, you know, let the humble, the brother in humble circumstances, the poor person boast in his exaltation because he's exalted and let the rich boast in his humiliation because he'll pass away like the flower of the field. What's that talking about? Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word and that it is rich. It is filled with insight and nuance and challenges our thinking and our lifestyle. So I pray today that you'd give us wisdom in facing the trials of finances. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Now, Jesus is really clear that finances bring trials because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Finances have a way of exposing our heart. Who does our heart trust? In what or in whom um, do we place our trust when it comes to money? Do we trace, place our trust in God, the giver of money, or in the, the gift itself? Now, both extremes can create problems. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 8, uh, the writer says, Give me neither poverty nor wealth. Feed me with the food I need. Otherwise, I might have too much and deny you, saying, Who is the Lord? Or I might have nothing and steal, profaning the name of our God. In other words, the rich are... Uh, in, in humble circumstances, the rich should boast in their humiliation because if you have a lot of money, you're going to be tempted to trust in your stuff. Being wealthy, the Bible says, is actually not a privilege. It's so funny how materialistic people, you know, look at people that have lots and say, oh, you're privileged. That's not how the Bible looks at it. The Bible would say, oh, no, no, you're humiliated because you're so tempted to trust in what is not trustworthy. You're so tempted to put your identity in your stuff. You are so tempted to feel secure because of how much you have. But one day, all of that will pass away like the flowers of the field. Verse 11 says, for the sun rises and together with the scorching wind, wind dries up the grass, its flower falls off, its beauty, beautiful appearance perishes. In the same way, the rich will wither away while pursuing his activities. By the way, whenever you hear somebody talk about others who have more as though they are privileged, that is not 
biblical thinking. Biblical thinking says those who have riches are humiliated because their temptation is to trust in their riches. If you depend on those things, how sad. Solomon one time would write in Ecclesiastes 5, the sleep of the worker is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the rich permits him no sleep. So James says, don't allow money to make you lose your godly values. When you're tempted, don't take pride in your stuff. Take pride that you're a child of God. Be thankful that your situation, he says then to those, to everybody, but especially those who have little, be thankful that your situation forces you to depend on God. See, that's the wealth of those who have little. It is easier, Jesus said, for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich end of the kingdom of heaven. But the poor know they depend on God moment by moment. So if you don't have a big 401k, if you don't make as much as others, but you know Christ and you know forgiveness and you have family that loves you and you have purpose for the future and you can read the Bible and you pray to God and you see him provide for you day after day, you have your daily bread today then you are rich. There are millions of people in the world who have so much more financially, but don't have peace with God, don't have trust in God, don't have the wealth of an eternal relationship with him. Now, if that's your attitude, friends are not gonna be impressed. If that's your attitude, they're not gonna be uh, impressed, they're going to think you're a little bit strange for being so generous to the church. They're not going to be impressed with your humble service to God and your desire for the kingdom. You know, King David was one of the richest men who ever lived. He lived in a palace and he said in Psalm 84 verse 10, better is a day in your court than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than to live in the tents of the wicked. David says, if you have little, but are a child of God, are a servant in the household of God, that is better than being the king of a kingdom separated from him. So let the brother in humble circumstances boast in his exaltation. Let the rich boast in his humiliation because he'll pass away like the flowers of the field. That's the test of finances. If we're not careful, finances can distort our perspective on what really matters, on why we can really be joyful, on what we can really depend on. But James says, Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Maybe your trial is because you're rich. Maybe your trial is because you're not rich. But God wants to use those to develop your faith, to make you steadfast and fully like Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and how rich it is. 
Um, there is a grip that money can have on each of us. It's easy to read your word and to hear that where our treasures, there our heart is. And we say, yeah, I want my heart to be in heaven. And then we hold on to our treasure and act like this world is what matters. It's easy to read, to hear you say that it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. And yet we still, there's a part of us that still wants to try to be as rich as we can financially now and to be able to have our confidence in you and in heaven. Help us, Lord. Those who are, are wealthy, and, and, and so many of us are, we are humbled because we have to learn to depend on you every day. And those who are struggling, may they see that they are exalted in your eyes, that they are privileged to know you, to know eternal wealth that can never perish, spoil, or fade kept in heaven for us. Through Christ we pray these things. Amen. Well, I, if you um, found that helpful, maybe you want to share it with somebody to encourage them this week. See you soon.